morning, everyone. It's nice to have a response. When you do it on Zoom, you don't get a response. You just say good morning and hope that people have had a good morning. Ah, all right. I think Greg's excited to be in the room because he doesn't have to be on mute, which is exciting for you all and less exciting for me. So he was going to bring a scorecard this morning. Anyway. <laughs> um, cool. How about we uh, just pray before we start? Lord Jesus, I thank you so much uh, for this community here at Northern. Lord, we pray that as we look at your word together, that we would learn together, that you would challenge us, that you would um, change us, that you would draw us closer to you. Lord, I pray that my words this morning would not get in the way of what you have to say. Lord, we ask that... Um, you would be at work in us, that you would be at work through us and that we might live to bring glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, David, you did move it on me. Oh, my goodness. One job. It's all right. You might have been lucky. I might have started in the middle of the sermon just as I didn't realise that, hey. Um, so we've been in this series, um, if you've been journeying with us, we've been focused on one of our core values here at Northern, um, demonstrating compassion. And we've had a look about what compassion is and how our faith and the love that we find in Jesus allows us to love others. We talked about um, the ways in which demonstrating compassion deepens our spirituality and we've looked at the ways that compassion is demonstrated through um, sacrificial care, um, like we find in the story of the Good Samaritan, through to the stewardship and care of our environment, as we looked at a few weeks ago. And last week, David shared with us from James about how compassion needs to translate into action, but not just action, words and deeds together. This morning, I want to spend some time thinking about how demonstrating compassion intersects with one of our um, other the core values here, um, developing community. So they're quite big things, demonstrating compassion and developing community. So if you feel like there are things that get missed this morning, good. <laughs> There's a lot to say and we won't be saying it all today, otherwise you'd be here all day. Um, so community is about belonging and unity among a group of people. And a thing that unifies a faith community, unsurprisingly, is our faith. And we've been exploring over the past few weeks that demonstrating compassion is a key expression of that faith. What comes to mind when we think of demonstrating compassion and what we've mostly focused on through this series is demonstrating compassion to those who are on the outside of our community of faith. To think outside of the people that we know and the places that we feel comfortable. To see the people that are in our blind spots. And this is important. This is so vital and it's why we focused on it. But this morning, I want us to think about demonstrating compassion from a slightly different angle. How are we going at demonstrating compassion within our community? Following that passage that Mary read out for us is a section of scripture that goes like this. Don't be misled. It's from Galatians 6, 7 to 10, if you're... Uh, playing at home. Um, it goes like this. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. 
you will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. There's a lot um, going on in this passage, and we won't be addressing it all. But there are a couple of things that I just wanted us to sit with this morning that really stood out as I was preparing this week. And the first is this. In this letter to the Galatians, Paul writes, Whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially those in the family of faith. For Paul, it's especially important that we exercise compassion within the family of faith, within the church. Why is that? Is it because people in the faith community are more important, more valuable, more special, more deserving? No, I don't think so. I mean, I love you all, but I don't think so. I think scripture is pretty clear that that isn't the case. So why is it especially important that we demonstrate compassion or that we work for the good of those in the family of faith? God has always worked through community. And I think David said it last week that while our relationship with God is personal, it's never intended to be private. The family of faith is the context for people um, in our community, on, on the edges of our community, to experience and glimpse a glimpse of what a relationship with God looks like and feels like. As God transforms each of us and grows the fruit of the Spirit in us, we live that out most immediately in the context of the community of faith. If we're a group of people who are all exercising um, that list, love, joy, patience, peace, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, self-control, gentleness, there should be something different about the way that we treat each other that stands out from the way the world usually works. And while we individually demonstrate this fruit, hopefully everywhere, when it rebounds and kind of ricochets and bounces around within a community context, it's radically transformational. This is the kind of community that exploded as the early church grew. It's the kind of community that we read about in Acts 2, 41 and 42. This kind of community is special. This kind of community, when it's working well, is harmonious and joyful and delightful and purposeful. But this kind of community doesn't happen just all by itself. And sadly, it's the lack of that kind of community, the lack of that experience, that leads people to conclude that Christians are hypocrites. This kind of community, when we do it well, enables a glimpse of the kind of community, the kind of world that God is working toward. A glimpse into eternity. Heaven, but here. A number of weeks ago, um, we talked about shalom. That for Jesus, compassion isn't just about the physical or emotional needs of people. It's about future security 
justice, restoring shalom. And so shalom can be defined, if it's helpful, um, as a picture of community, of life in relationships, in which things are the way they are supposed to be. Humans live in harmony and delight with God, each other and the world. People live lives characterised by love, justice and faithfulness. So this is the first thing that I want us to take away this morning. Paul is saying it's especially important to show compassion for the people in the family of faith, not because those people are more special, but because as we do, we develop a community that demonstrates what relationship with God is like. And this community functions like a signpost for what God is doing in the world. As people experience this kind of community, they're transformed. Let me tell you a story about... um, a friend of mine who uh, came to live in Canberra when we were living there um, from the coast. And um, about two years later, another friend of hers moved from the coast to Canberra. She was looking for a house and um, through kind of church community connections, we, we found her place. And then um, about a year after that, there was another, this is another friend that came from the coast. There is this massive, there is a lot of people who come from the coast to Canberra. It's a thing. Um, there was another friend and um, they might need names. So my friend, um, let's call her Sarah, and then her friend was Beck and then her friend was Tim. And when Tim came, Beck, who doesn't have a faith, um, said to him, hey, you should really get in on the, the church community because they'll find you a house. They're great at it. They found me a house. They'll find you a house. It'll work. <laughs> and it it did actually work that way. But I think part of it was that um, what happened is that it transformed um, Beck's experience of what it meant to be in community. She'd never been in a place before where people would go out of their way to help her sort out her life. And she said, you know what? I don't know what I believe, but I want to be part of this community. It's transformational. Compassion is also contagious. Did you know that? There is a research centre in the US attached to Berkeley University, so a secular um, research centre called the Greater Good Science Centre. These are the things you find when you Google compassion during the week. Um, And they've done a range of research on compassion. It's pretty interesting. Um, Practising compassion is good for your health. It's good for your wellbeing. It's uh, good for relationships. And demonstrating compassion is contagious. If we experience compassion or see someone else demonstrate compassion or even hear stories from others about compassionate actions, we're more likely to do it. So when we invite people to connect with a community that's overflowing with, com- with compassion, it's likely to rub off. And this brings us to the second thing that I'd like to draw out from the text in Galatians. Paul says, let us not grow weary from doing what is good. If compassion is good for us, science tells us it is, and if it feels good, we know that it does, and we know it's the right thing, why does Paul need to warn us not to grow weary? First, compassion is hard work. 
if you notice that, but it is. It's hard work. Every act of compassion engages or creates a relationship. When someone shows you kindness, you feel connected to them. When you pray or you care or you listen, you offer relationship. Being compassionate involves developing relationships. And walking with people through the ups and downs of life is hard. It can be tiring. And it's okay to feel tired. That doesn't make you less spiritual. It doesn't make me less spiritual. Paul writes this encouragement that we should not grow weary because he knows that it's hard work. It's hard work for us internally as the spirit kind of transforms us into the kind of people who choose compassionate actions. Transforming our hearts and our motivations um, and not just, not just changing our behaviour but changing our inner um, spirit. Growing humility, letting go of our pride. This is hard work for us. And the second thing that we need encouragement to kind of keep going in compassionate action is that sometimes it can take a while to see compassionate action developing, in, developing compassion in others or having any kind of positive effect. We can feel disheartened. Like maybe our compassion is painful for us and it's hard work and then it doesn't seem to make any difference. You ever felt that? And in that moment, Paul says, don't grow weary of, what, of doing what is good. For at the right time, we will harvest blessing if we persist. And we can encourage each other as a community. That's why it's important that this is a great place for us to practice compassion. So I want to encourage us this morning, um, let's not grow weary of doing good. Let's be excited about the opportunity that we have to demonstrate compassion. Every day we're faced with new opportunities to do good things. Let's take them. Let's put them in the strength of the Holy Spirit and not out of our own strength or um, out of our own effort. And this brings us to the last thing from this little section of scripture that I want to look at this morning. Paul says to the Galatians, you will always harvest what you plant. Um, the passage that Mary read to us and also in this passage, Paul is talking about the difference between life in the spirit and life um, in the sinful nature, in the flesh. And here he talks about sowing or planting in the spirit, bringing life and sowing and planting through the sinful nature, bringing decay. That me making that noise. Um, doing things for our own benefit or in our own interest leads to decay and corruption. If we, as a community of faith, want to harvest blessing, which I think we do, we don't just want to grow compassion. We want to grow people who demonstrate compassion. We want to grow people who will grow people who demonstrate compassion. Does that make sense? And if that's what we want... What do we need to be planting? Demonstrating compassion to others is not enough by itself. We need to be planting people who are living life in the spirit 
and developing a community that just demonstrates compassion together and articulates that the motivation for that compassion is Jesus and the energy of that compassion comes from the Holy Spirit. This all together is the seed that we want to plant. Sounds really simple, doesn't it? I was trying as hard as possible this week to make this um, be simple and really clear. And uh, I'm not sure that I succeeded. But I think part of it is that this is really complicated. Developing community and demonstrating compassion and developing a community that demonstrates compassion is hard work. The best way that I can think to explain this is um, to use the example of young people. If we want our children and our young people to grow up and be people who will demonstrate compassion, we need to be an example. Starts with us. They need to see us being compassionate. And then they also need to hear why we do it and how it's possible for us to take the actions that we do. They need to see us pray compassionately. They need to see us ask for God's help. And we need to include them when we pray. And then we need to include them and take them with us when we go and um, act compassionately. It's the same with us as a community of, of people. If we want to be a community as a whole that demonstrates compassion, how are we taking people who are on the fringes and the edges of our community with us? How do they see it? How do they feel it? How do they experience it? And how do they learn to do it? So before I close, I just want to give us a few things to reflect on this morning and put them up on the slide so that you can read them. Acts of compassion create relationship. But how are we going at demonstrating compassion within our existing relationships? So every time you do something for someone else, you, you create a relationship. But with our families, with the people that we know already, how are we going at demonstrating kindness in that space? If you're feeling tired and weary at the moment in your efforts to be compassionate, take some time now in the minutes, we're just going to play some music in a minute, take some time to pray for the Holy Spirit to sustain you in your actions. Refresh your motivation for doing good. And then the third thing is to have a think about what you're planting. So if we want to harvest a community of people that demonstrates compassion, how are you sowing some seeds? What's your role in that at the moment? What could you be doing? We might um, play some music and um, then I'll close.